Hi, this is Charles Fox, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Bob Barker, Bob Barker, such a huge part of our lives. Bob Barker, Bob Barker, the daytime lover of all men's wives. <laughs> Ed Robertson with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will air next week on the station at the usual time. We hope you join us for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we continue our tribute to Bob Barker. Bob Barker, the legendary game show host of both Truth or Consequences and The Price is Right, a man who was on television every week, almost nonstop, for 51 years. Bob Barker passed away this past Saturday, August 26th, at the age of 99. Early in the program, Tony mentioned how watching Bob Barker host Truth or Consequences when he was a kid was one of the early influences in Tony's decision to pursue a career in entertainment but i understand tony there's another personal connection between bob barker and you and donna i guess we should disclose donna and i when we first got together we were neighbors of bob parker he was two doors down from us i did not know that. and you did and we not would know see that him yes. often i mean yeah and gorgeous man yeah and silver hair very handsome and very friendly yeah. always oh that was the other thing when he decided he was no longer going to dye his hair that was that was a milestone in his career. and But the thing was, they broke for their summer break on a Tuesday. So the last episode was on a Tuesday, and then a couple of months later, they pick up, and it's a Wednesday. So the home viewer saw him with brown hair on Tuesday, and then he came on Wednesday, and he had white hair, which the audience went nuts over. They just... <laughs> You know, standing ovation, he came out there, and, you know, obviously he made the right call, you know, to do that. Uh, but he said, you know, I'm over 60. It's ridiculous that I'm still dying my hair. But the thing when uh, he was our neighbor, so he already was white hair, uh, he was very much active with uh, different animal causes. He was a member of PETA, um, and... He was outspoken about the way the animals were treated on uh, sets of movies and TV shows. And there was a certain project in particular where there was an issue with chimpanzees. Uh, but he had, he made a statement that animals are being mistreated on sets and the ASPCA was not doing their job in overseeing that. And, uh, you know, that this is a problem. And so the ASPCA got upset with him. Animal trainers got upset with him. And uh, there were some lawsuits. And he uh, was offered a, you know, to settle out of court. And he said, no, I'm taking this to court. I have evidence that what I'm saying is true. And I want this to be part of the public record. He was getting into the controversy there. And then one day, I was at work. I was listening to the radio. And... Uh, I heard something on the radio about the bomb squad uh, showing up to Bob Barker's home in Hollywood, that there was a bomb threat. And at first I'm passing back, bomb threat. Oh, wait a second. I'm two doors down from there. And I got a hold of Donna and I said, we, we, we got to head home. You know, there was a bomb threat at uh, Bob Barker's house. And, um, you know, we had two cats in our apartment building. And it's like, we got to get over there. And, and we were able to find a place to park, walk over, go past the police barricade since we were residents. Everything was uh, under control by the time we got there. But there was 
somebody who uh, was very angry with Bob Barker, somebody who uh, was an animal trainer, worked with animals on sets, but he also had a background in pyrotechnics. And he rigged a bomb. It was one of those giant plastic water containers that you might take camping, you know, that when it's empty, it collapses. But I think this was, you know, like a five-gallon type container. They cut a hole. He cut a hole in the top, had the thing filled with gasoline. In the hole, he had wedged a couple of sticks of dynamite with a timer. The timer was set to go off when taping for the Price is Right was going to begin, which would be like at 1 o'clock or whatever the time was. So it was set to go off when the taping for Price is Right. You know, so Price is Right stopped. They got a hold of him. They were able to defuse the bomb. But the intent was that when the dynamite went off, you know, several gallons of gasoline were just going to spray everywhere and ignite, which would cause most of the damage. First of all, it turned out, he put it in the wrong driveway. So <laughs> it was... He, you know, there was the neighbor's driveway, not Bob Parker's driveway, first of all. Okay, so uh, an engineering but, yeah. problem right there. But, and, and, yeah. and, and it was easy to figure out who the guy was, somebody who was an animal trainer with pyrotechnics training. Yeah, I think the guy was in handcuffs by dinner time. How did the police find out about this on time to defuse it on time? Did someone spot, spot this guy doing this? I don't remember that part. I just, I, I remember seeing on I, the news what the bomb looked like. Do you remember I, I remember before you got a hold of me, uh, somebody at work, our friend Randy, had me come in. He said, there's something happening in Hollywood, I think, by your house. And by that point, you got a hold of me. So I, I really didn't hear anything on the media. We were just focused on getting home. Yeah. And I just happened to be passing, you know, you know how sometimes, you know, when something happens and everybody, you know, anybody got a radio or you're going to the nearest TV I just happened to be passing by some co-workers listening to the radio. And oh, they were wait. listening to Yeah, I mean, it just <laughs> happened that way. And, yeah, so we got hope. But, you know, it was also, there were there was media there. There were, you know, other people there behind the police line. And we showed them, you know, our driver's license. Okay, yeah, you can go through. And then other, to you know. To a certain point. Yeah, but the local reporters had to stay, you know at a certain point and, and we were able to go past them and, and uh, take care of that. Yeah, there were people at that time saying, oh yeah, because he's into the animal rights thing. You know, so, no, he's not into it. You know, that is, you know, that is something that he is passionate about. But uh, yeah, that was yeah, a little scary, but um, yeah, he had, he's, uh, there, he had other threats for things like that, you know, afterwards as well. But he and the story did, uh, ended happily. It was okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The story did end. The story did end happily. Okay. So he was not in your building. He was two buildings away from his. His building. house was. Uh, yeah. There was our apartment building, another apartment building, and then uh, a house in his. Well, house. The next block. It was two buildings down. Yeah. We were at the end of a block, and he was two doors down on the next block. So okay, yeah. did did you ever see him as you were you know walking in the neighborhood or? Yes, yes. Yeah. And he always said hello, always, and he was usually with his dogs. <laughs> yeah, the thing with the dogs that goes back uh, when he was very young, he uh, his family moved him to an area I think it was, was it North Dakota, uh, where he was living on a, a Native American reservation, mm -hmm. and so. Uh, he was he was always with dogs, you know, dogs that were in the area. So he was always surrounded by dogs. 
And so if his mother needed to find him, there was one two-story building. She would go to the top of the two-story building, and where she would see a pack of dogs, she knew he was nearby. So that was, that was, that was part of him. So, yeah, that was the other thing. Uh, growing up there, um, and then his stepfather, his uh, mother's second husband, was part Cherokee. Uh, he was also very active with uh, Native American right, causes and issues. Tony and Don are with us as we spend a few minutes uh, reflecting on the life and legacy of Bob Barker. Bob Barker, longtime host of The Price is Right and Truth and Consequences, passed away this past Saturday, August 26th, at the age of 99. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item. Summertime is in full swing, and if you have dry skin, you know what happens when the weather gets warmer, more visible lines, and dullness. Fortunately, our friends at Ibu Beauty can help. Their Super Duo Serum and Moisturizer is all you need this summer for the perfect glow. Check them out, ibubeauty.com. That's Y-I-B-U beauty.com or at Ibu Beauty on Instagram. Use customer code Ibu50 now at checkout and receive 50% off your first order. Any final thoughts on Ballpark? I think... When Bob Barker came along, they broke the mold. There'll never be anybody else like him. Yeah, he's going to be talked about for a long time between Truth or Consequences, The Price is Right, and let's not forget Happy Gilmore. His appearance on Happy Gilmore, the fact that, you know, Adam Sandler, like us, grew up with him and was a fan and incorporated him into a script. And, uh... And, well, here's here's the... I mean, this is, I'm going to paraphrase the story. The director of Happy Gilmore was Dennis Dugan. I think of Dennis Dugan as Richie Brockelman on the, on the Rockford Files. And he later had his own spinoff. He later had his own spinoff. It was a character that Steve Cannell really, really liked and gave him an opportunity to grow. But Dennis Dugan went on to have a very successful career as a director in film and on television. And as I understand, as Tony just said, Sandler had Bob Barker written into the script, not knowing whether Barker was available or interested in doing this. And so when the time came to approach Bob Barker, both Sandler and Dugan figured there's no way he's going to do this because it would go against his public image. But when Barker saw the script, he said, yeah. And, and did you know that I have, forget the fact that he was well conditioned to the day he died. He'd always, he was always in good shape, you know, very lithe vegetarian. I think the last 50 years of his life, if not more so. So he took care of himself and was in good shape. Apparently what they did not no, I was going to say they didn't. What, yeah. what they didn't know is that he he practiced karate, and so and if I remember correctly, when they do the tumble down the slope in the middle of their fight, that's Bob Barker. <laughs> no stuntmen required for that, and he probably no, won a whole new generation of fans. Yeah, to see somebody that age, and uh, yeah, and also he wins the fight, and he said, you know, he learned karate from Chuck Norris, that's where right. he met on. Truth or Consequences, where he was doing an, you know, an exhibition, and he met him, and then he said, you know, I'd like to learn this. And so Chuck Norris would come over to his house and teach him, and they were always sparring. And he said, 
every time he sparred with Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris won. <laughs> so to have an opportunity to have a fight and be the winner of the fight, yeah, he could not pass that <laughs> Bob Barker passed away this past Saturday, August 26th, at the age of 99. I remember sometimes they would go outside the studio and there'd be like a giant water tank and and people were going to try to do a tightrope walk. And of course, one of them is a ringer. And uh, the, I saw another one with Eunice. They were trying to get audience members to be able to learn to ride a unicycle. And everybody involved were all professional unicycle riders, right. things like that. So sometimes, you know, the prank was on them. Sometimes you were in on it. Who was the other guy? Ed Bailey, who was, was that, that the guy's name? Uh, who usually was the guy orchestrating the prank. Yeah, the, the fun thing about truth or consequences, I don't ever remember anybody telling the truth. It was even, even if they somehow got the question right or answered it correctly, there's always some sort of, I mean, and that was the fun part of the show. It was, it was the prank and was putting ordinary people out of their element and seeing how they would respond. Yeah, and so it, was it was fun was, and it was wholesome. Exactly. There was nothing yeah, that was, about it. Yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do with the, the tone that Bob Barker set with the show. You know, it's it's one thing to say, hey, it's just fun and games. No, he exudes that when things, because, you, you know, every, every one of those pranks, there was the potential of something going south. Mm -hmm. But uh, fortunately, you know, he would, can you imagine, you know, some, especially some of these housewives, the shock they would get, what whatever surprise happened. And I think if Bob Barker wasn't there to give him a little hug and all that and a little laugh and let him know, okay, it's all in fun, or let them you know, know the exact right time that you should let them off the hook. Uh, because I'm sure a lot of that people would. Yeah. That was yeah. I think a lot of other hosts would have waited just two beats too long uh, to get to get a bigger laugh. But no, it was. And then you see him when things went wrong on The Price is Right unintentionally. Uh, I remember a wardrobe malfunction uh, when Johnny Olsen said, come on down to this woman was wearing a tube top and. Oh, he had, I remember uh, a woman won the showcase, or did she win both showcase? And she fainted, and they didn't. And they didn't cut, but he was. I don't remember. Her eyes rolled in the back of her head, and she fell back. And I know that's on YouTube, and it made all the blooper shows. But he was complimented how he didn't skip a beat. Yeah. You know, when when all of that transpired, uh, uh, he, you know, it wasn't like they cut and then came back later. Uh, but he was, you know, excellent with that. He knew how to play all the games. He had a say in the games. There was one that was a putting game. You know, you had to hit the ball, and you'd get up there, take the golf club, hit that ball right in the hole. The audience would go nuts. When those things, you know, the different contraptions, which if you had ever been to Television City backstage, all of those things, the wheel and, you know, the, the yodeling guy, and all, would be in a back hallway outside of the studio, so it's all there. And, of course, when you see it up close, it looks a lot flimsier than how it looks. And so these things sometimes didn't work. And there's a couple of times he gave it a karate kick. You know, things weren't working, and then somehow they'd get it to, to go. Or, yeah, somebody would press the wrong button, and the answer to the question would reveal. And he always was just on top and, and had fun with it and, 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 and was just uh, great. Yeah, so he was great when things were not going as well. No, he had fun with it. And when he was having fun, you were having fun. Well, that's what, that's one of the reasons why he was on television nonstop, I believe, for 51 years. 
when you add the 18, it was either 18 or 19 years that he did Truth or Consequences to the 35 years he did uh, Price is Right, and you subtract the two years from the two shows interlap that comes out to about 51 years on television. It's an amazing career. Child television at blogspot.com, storysalon.com. You can enjoy Tony's standalone podcast this week in TV history, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find audio. The Fall Again series available uh, of Donna's uh, four-part romantic Novel series available in its entirety, Amazon.com, Paul again, series.com, Tony and Don. We'll see you next time. Next time. Next time. You can enjoy Tony Figueroa's standalone podcast this week in TV history, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find audio. Donna's four-part novel series, Fall Again, available in its entirety, fallagainseries.com, as well as Amazon.com, and, of course, storysalon.com, facebook.com, forward slash Story Salon. Find out what's playing this week on Steve Beverly's TV Classics. Go to eplustv6.com or stevebeverlystvclassics.com for more on Randy West and TV Inside Out. TVRandyWest.com. You can also find the book Amazon.com where the books are sold online. Ed Robertson, Baffert, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grice, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.